you are Locked On A's. Your daily Oakland A's podcast. Part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. It's time for Locked On A's. Stepping to the mic, it's your host, Jason Burke. Thank you, Amelia, and how's it going, A's fans? Welcome to episode 266 of the Locked On A's podcast, part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. I am your host, noted baseball fan Jason Burke, and on today's episode, we are doing mailbag questions the entire day. Uh, you probably saw the A's, uh, they lost their game against the Toronto Blue Jays 9-4. to It wasn't pretty. It gave us some flashbacks to Eric Burns. Uh, it, it was, you know, it happens. The A's blew a, a lead for the first time in a couple of years, like 59 games or something like that, I think is what uh, Matt Kawahara of the San Francisco Chronicle tweeted out. Uh, first time that the A's had been leading a game going into the sixth inning. And uh, ended up not winning the game. So we're not going over that today. We are going over your mailbag questions. So that is all that we are doing today. But before I get into any of that stuff, I got to tell you guys that this episode is brought to you by Locker Room. Download the app and join me on Friday right at game time for the A's and Rays. It's going to be a lot of fun and you're going to want to get in on the action. And that is Locker Room changing the way that we talk sports. And also make sure to follow us on social media at Locked on A's on Twitter and Instagram. I'm at by Jason B on Twitter and in the locker room app. And if you have any questions for us, please send those to lockdownathletics at gmail.com. And so with that, let's get into this mailbag. I had a lot of Elvis Andrews questions on Twitter. Uh, whether or not they were specifically for the mailbag, I figured let's just lump them all into one thing because everybody wants to hear about Elvis Andrews. And I basically lumped it into the question of what's wrong with him and how long can the A's afford to play him? And I, I talked about Elvis Andrews a couple of weeks ago and said that fastballs have been giving him some trouble. He's still hitting just 140 on fastballs, but his expected batting average on heaters is 223. And I know that neither of those numbers is great, but it's still early enough in the season where if he strung like four hits together, his batting average would look a lot better than the 150 that it is right now. And he did hit the ball kind of hard. Now, he hit one over 100 miles an hour and one at like 90 five or something like that. Uh, he had a couple of decently hit balls in Wednesday's loss. So that's something I'm looking for anything that I can grasp onto right now. And uh, I think that I'll get into how I think that it plays out for him later on. But um, it basically, I'm just looking for why he's been struggling right now. And the real issue appears to be how he's hitting baseballs. I think uh, he's gone from pulling the ball 30% of the time, each of the last two seasons to 22.8% this year. And coupled with his low average against fastballs, you have to wonder if it's a bat speed issue since he is 32 years old. You know, he's ancient for baseball. And if his back issues from a year ago aren't allowing him to swing like he wants to, uh, that is something that I'm I'm questioning. And are the A's just throwing him out there for the most part because they don't have somebody else to come in and play shortstop on a regular basis, especially with Chad Pender down. I'll get into Chad Pender here in a minute too, so stick with me. But uh, Elvis Andrews has played in all but two A's games right now because with Chad Pender on the injured list, there really isn't anybody that can cover shortstop. Um, they, they played Vimeo Machine on Tuesday, and he was... I love Vimeo Machine. Don't get me wrong. I love Vimeo Machine. I want to see him uh, play more often, but 
he's a worse bat right now than Elvis Andrews. And I don't know that he brings the defensive upside of Elvis Andrews. So uh, sure, I guess if you want to bang that drum, you can. But then is the issue really Elvis Andrews or is it just I want somebody else that isn't him right now? Uh, I, I do believe that uh, Andrews provides a decent professional at bats every time that he gets up there. I know that usually they end in ground outs, but he can manipulate the ball a little bit and advance the runner here and there if need be. He can, you know, not strike out in a big situation sometimes. Um, so I think that that is something that he brings to the team. And one thing that so how do you go about fixing Elvis Andrews? And I think that one thing that could help Andrews is working on his swing plane. He said that his balance has been a little bit off and that's probably hurting how much contact or, you know, how hard he can hit balls because the, he should have had a couple of hits today. He had a couple with expected batting averages of like 540 and that's, uh, again, bad luck, but he's, He's almost Andrews in 2021, and uh, it's not been his year so far. He's been getting under balls 28% of the time and then topping them 40% of the time. And then he also hits flares and burners 20% of the time. So uh, that is not good contact. He's popping it up, driving it right into the ground, or kind of getting it over the infield. And that is 88% of the time between those three things right there. And all that is to say he's not making solid contact. He could uh, also try swinging more at first pitches depending on the situation. I think that could be a way to potentially get into better hitting situations. If, uh, if pitchers are like, Oh, he might swing at this pitch. Maybe they're a little bit more scared to not throw him a strike down the middle. And, uh, that could be something he's currently swinging at the first pitch just over a quarter of the time, which is one of the, his lowest rates for him since 2015. And I know that the A's are a patient team for the most part, but if a pitcher thinks that Elvis may jump on something, that could lead to better counts. Maybe he gets a 1-0, and maybe that's all we need is just to not be behind an account. Um, he's two for eight when he swings at the first pitch right now, and I think that we would all take an Elvis Andrews that hit 250 right now. So uh, it's something to consider, and maybe it's just an approach thing. I think it's swing plane. It's it's a few different things, which is kind of the problem with Elvis Andrews right now. But uh, I'm trying to be optimistic and because he's going to be on the team for another couple of years. So got to try and find ways to get him going. And one of those ways could be playing Elvis Andrews a little bit less when Chad Pender comes back from the IL. And last I saw, Chad should be starting a rehab assignment on Monday at one of the A's affiliates. That's according to CBS News. I'm sure that the A's beat reporters also saw it, but I typed in Chad Pender on Google right before I started recording and CBS News came up and gave me information. So I'm quoting them on that one. Uh, the hope is that Elvis Andrews can become serviceable. That's, that's the hope right now. Just let him be okay out there, uh, which means that he's got, you know, a little bit of a chasm to go from where he is right now to being okay. But I think that he can go on a little bit of a hot streak, especially if he's got some fresh legs under him. He gets some time off with Chad Pender playing like a day or two a week. That would be that would be very nice as opposed to playing every single day right now, especially as a 32-year-old. He's got to be he's got to be beat right now. Um, and the hope was never that he would be a suitable replacement for Marcus Simeon. And I think that that's where some people are down on Elvis Andrews just a little bit more. The hope was just that he'd stay healthy, really, because the A's don't have a ton of other options. So in that regard, in, in staying healthy, he is an all-star performer this season for the A's. Uh, that's as close as he's going to get to the all-star game. But uh, being healthy is huge because if he's not healthy, then you got Vimy Almachin, who's arguably worse as an option, I think. And then, and then who? 
you got nothing until Chad Pinder comes back. So Elvis Andrews is at least staying healthy, and that's a plus. But on to the second part of this question here, and that is how long can the A's afford to keep playing Elvis Andrews? Well, right now, the Oakland has the most wins in baseball, even with Elvis Andrews playing every day and not doing a damn thing with the bat. So he looks like a great teammate. So that's something. And that does not show up in the in the stat columns. You're not going to see he made me giggle in the box score or anything like that. But I think that he is a useful guy to have just in the clubhouse, keeping everybody light, even when he is struggling. And you can see these guys having a little bit more fun than previous seasons. And I think that Elvis Andrews is a big part of that. And no offense to, I'm not throwing shade at uh, Marcus Simeon by any means. Uh, it's just, Elvis Andrews is more outwardly exciting, I think. He likes to joke around and, you know, he had that whole running joke with uh, with Adrian Beltre where he would touch his head. And, uh, he did, and Beltre did not like that. But it kind of became their shtick and it was a thing. And I think that Elvis Andrews brings that to a team. And I know that that was not part of Moneyball when Moneyball was conceived or anything like that. But uh, I, I do believe that's... It does help. It does have an effect on a clubhouse. So that all said, if his bat does not pick up over the next month or so, which you should probably see Chad Pender in a couple of weeks. I mean, we got a few days until Monday. So uh, a weekend, if he rehabs for a week, see him in two weeks or so is my guess. Is that positive? No idea. I am guesstimating right now. Maybe he plays on Monday, he balls out, and then he's back in the lineup on Tuesday. That would be fun. But uh, if Elvis Andrews is not picking it up at the plate over the next month, then I could see the A's playing him a little bit less and maybe even moving him into a platoon role. And when Pinder comes back, my guess is that he'd get uh, Elvis Andrews a day or two off a week, and we could see if that helps. Uh, because Elvis Andrews is going to be playing, you guys. He's owed you know $7.5 million this year and next year by the A's. And so they're going to have to pay this guy. They're not going to DFA him and nobody's going to take that contract with how he's performing right now. So we're kind of stuck with him. We got to hope for better and send some good vibes. I think that that helps, honestly. So let's get that into the, the new Moneyball stuff. Just sending good vibes. I like that. Uh, and if he does not actually end up hitting better when he's getting a little bit more time off, then maybe the A's check in on the progress of Nick Allen's bat. But with Allen starting in double A uh, and being managed by Bobby Crosby, you know, who took over for Miguel Tejada. So he, he has some stuff to teach to both Logan Davidson, who's playing third base right now, and also uh, to Nick Allen, I think that they're playing the long game with Nick Allen's development. They want him to be ready when he's ready, and they're not trying to push him to fill a spot right now that Elvis Andrews is not holding. So I don't know that he's going to be the the answer from within the organization. Uh, so coming up on the show, I'm going to go over some potential trade options for the A's to consider. So stay locked in with Locked On A's, and I'll be right back. This episode is brought to you by Locker Room. Locker Room is the first social audio platform made for sports fans. The app is free to download, and once you're in, you can talk with me, other fans, athletes, and insiders in real time about your favorite team or sport. You don't have to just talk about baseball, but that's what I'm going to be doing. Uh, you can talk about the NBA. You can talk about real life. You can talk about the NHL, NFL, anything you want to. It is available when you sign up on the Locker Room app. Uh, I will be hosting rooms for Locked On A's once a week. Yes, you can finally join in on the conversation you listen to here every day. 
Locker Room is the perfect place to start or join conversations about baseball or any other sports, and you'll find fans just like you in Locker Room watch parties, debates, post-game breakdowns, and of course, reacting to big news or rumors. Go download the Locker Room app for free right now, currently available on all iOS devices. Be sure to create a profile, link your Twitter, and join the MLB group for the latest updates. Follow me at ByJasonB to be notified when my room goes live. I know you won't want to miss it. I'm planning to be live this week on Friday at game time, so 7 o'clock or 6.40. Well, I haven't actually. I think it's 6.40. So game time, I'll figure it out before then, and I can't wait to hear everybody's thoughts on the A's. So I'll see you there. Locker room changing the way we talk sports. Today's episode is also brought to you by rockauto.com. Rockauto.com is a family business serving auto parts customers online for 20 years. Go to rockauto.com right now and shop for auto and body parts from hundreds of manufacturers. They have everything from engine control modules and brake parts to tail lamps, motor oil, and even new carpet. Whether it's for your classic or your daily driver, get everything you need in a few easy clicks delivered directly to your door. The rockauto.com catalog is unique and remarkably easy to navigate. Quickly see all the parts available for your vehicle and choose the brand specifications and prices you prefer. Best of all, prices at rockauto.com are always reliably low and the same for professionals and do-it-yourselfers. Why spend up to twice as much for the same parts? Go to rockauto.com right now and see all the parts available for your car or truck. Right locked on in their how-did-you-hear-about-us box and let them know that we sent you. You help them, you help us, you help yourself, and that's how this all works. They have amazing selection, reliably low prices, and all the parts your car will ever need. RockAuto.com. Welcome back to the Locked On A's podcast. If you guys are enjoying the show, make sure to subscribe or you know uh, follow the podcast wherever you like hearing podcasts. Follow us on social media at Locked On A's on Twitter and Instagram. I am at by Jason B on Twitter and in the Locker Room app going live on Friday, you guys. And also, if you have any questions for us, please send those to LockedOnAthletics at gmail.com. So the next question comes from David, who asks, with the amount of injuries and lack of production at certain spots, what trade targets could the A's go after? Thank you so much for your question, David. Uh, since we were just talking about Elvis Andrews, and my gut feeling is that Nick Allen wouldn't be an option to fill for at least a couple of months, uh, I think that the A's could go after a platoon partner for Elvis Andrews, which would work for a couple of different reasons. The first reason is that Elvis Andrews has been terrible against lefties. He is 3 for 33 with two walks. That is, uh, as they say in the business, not good. I mean, he's still only batting 188 against righties, but between the extra days off and facing pitchers, he should have a little bit more success against. Elvis's numbers would look a little bit better overall. And that's kind of what the A's do. They, they make you look good against guys that you should do well against. And I think that Elvis is kind of approaching that time where he's not going to be an everyday guy anymore. So uh, where can the A's go? There are a couple of options to consider in a trade here. And one that I focused on recently has been Miguel Rojas from the Miami Marlins, who Aram Layton of the Locked On Marlins podcast said just feels like the perfect Oakland A's player. He does want to give them to me, but he says that he feels like an Oakland A. So that's something for sure. Uh, he also said that Rojas could be the kind of guy that Miami just locks up forever because they love him so much there. Uh, kind of like Jed Lowry, only uh, they let Jed Lowry leave every now and then. Uh, but Rojas is 32 years old and could potentially be pushed to the side uh, with the youth movement that is coming in Miami. Um, right now, they, they got Jazz Chisholm, who's been really, really good. And so they could potentially actually use him in a trade if they wanted to. And we haven't really seen any trades from Miami yet. And I don't know when the last time the A's and Mar uh, Marlins made a trade. Maybe there's a gag order from uh, Derek Jeter saying, no trades with the A's. Uh, I want them to pay for 
something. I don't know. Um, and so I don't know that this would be a trade that could happen, but let me give you some numbers here. Rojas is batting 239 with a 337 on base this season, but against lefties, which is the one that uh, Elvis Andrews cannot hit, he's hitting 321 with a 457 on base. He's in the top 6% of the league in strikeout percentage, which is excellent. That is a night. Nice, that's Tommy LaStella only. You know, it's a little bit worse than Tommy LaStella at his peak, but still, that's great. He's a great defender, doesn't whiff, and he doesn't chase. He would be a great bat to add to this mashing lineup, and I want to see him in Oakland green and gold so bad. But the, the speed bump that Oakland would have to deal with here is the contracts. Andres is already signed for next season at $14.25 million, with the Rangers covering all but $7 million of that. So the A's are on the hook for $7 million of Elvis Andres' contract, no matter if he's playing or not. It doesn't matter. And Miguel Rojas has a vesting option of $5.5 million for 2022 if he reaches 500 plate appearances this season. So if he's being platooned, he's probably not going to get there. Neither player is probably going to get there, which actually helps with both of their vesting options, which would, would be nice. But I'm throwing it out there so you guys have all the information. And adding Rojas could cost a little bit of extra money, but could also potentially save the A's a bunch of money for the 2023 season because Elvis Andrews has a vesting option of $15 million, which the Rangers are not helping pay. Uh, if he reaches 550 plate appearances in 2022 or 1,100 between this year and next year. So if the A's added Miguel Rojas, you also add a little bit of Jed Lowry insurance too, where if Count Jed goes down, Rojas and Andrews could take over the A's middle infield, and I'd feel pretty decent about it. Uh, I know that we're trying to get a platoon partner for Elvis Andrews, but I really like Miguel Rojas, and I will play him wherever he wants to play. Other options to potentially consider, though, would be Ahmed Rosario from Cleveland, or maybe uh, Willie Adamas from the Rays if they bring up Wander Franco, but I'm not nearly as high on either of those two guys. Mendo Rosario is kind of fast, but he doesn't really hit the ball terribly well. Um, he's been okay. He's probably a little bit better than Elvis Andrews right now, but he's not a huge upgrade, and I, I'm pretty sure that everybody would be uh, chasing him with pitchforks before too long, too. Some other trade needs for you, David, could be an arm for the rotation, and Kyle Gibson of the Rangers has been pitching out of his mind this season. He's allowed three runs total in his last five starts, including shutting down the Orioles and Blue Jays while allowing just one run to each of the Red Sox, White Sox, and Rays. Those are some pretty decent teams with decent offenses, and... Uh, Maybe, maybe they take a chance on somebody like Kyle Gibson because they're not going to go get Max Scherzer. So Kyle Gibson, come on down. Or John Means, who just threw a no-hitter on Wednesday. Uh, I already said John Means going to be look good in uh, green and gold. So uh, I, I feel like <laughs> that the asking price is just going through the roof right now. Uh, but back to Kyle Gibson here. He is signed through next year for $7.66 million, which is well within the A's price range if he's pitching well, I think most teams would want to see a little bit more out of Gibson before making an offer with that much money on the line and, you know, giving up a couple of prospects. Uh, Dalton Jeffries could become an option in the rotation too, but he is currently on a very short stint on the IL. He started the season uh, for the uh, uh, Las Vegas Aviators. Uh, he's on the IL for like two weeks. He should be back before too long. Uh, but he was also in competition with Cole Irvin 
uh, who has looked fantastic for a rotation spot coming out of spring training. So, uh, you know, he could become an option for some sort of a pitcher. Uh, and finally, there is always room for the a- for the A's to add more bullpen pieces. I mean, they have a pretty good group in the work right now with uh, you got Deakman and Trevino. Trevino, the, I wrote all this before he blew the game against the Blue Jays, but uh, he's been looking pretty decent. So you got the eighth and ninth covered right there. Sergio Romo seems to be picking up some steam of late. You got Yusmero Petit, who's just vulturing wins and saves everywhere, and he's looking more like his vintage self, more so than he did. Uh, as the the late 2020 version of himself. So uh, that's been nice. And then with the returns of J.B. Wendelkin and hopefully Trevor Rosenthal, uh, they've got a little bit of depth and they could just add more arms and just become super deep. And I would really, really appreciate that. I've also been intrigued by Diolas Guerra this season. And outside of his one outing in Baltimore, he's been pretty solid. And then uh, Adam Kalerik, I mean, we'll see. I, I am not sold on him just yet. He looks like a loogie and I'm not even sure that he's great at that, but uh, we'll see on that one, I guess. But adding a piece to this group would not be a bad call. I still like Paul Fry from the Orioles a whole bunch. So make it happen, Billy. Put Paul Fry and John Means on a plane to Oakland. I am on board. But anyway, coming up on the show, I have questions about Buddy Reed and Cole Irvin. So stay locked in with Locked On A's and I'll be right back. Today's episode is brought to you by Sports Trade. Sports Trade takes fantasy to the next level. It's like Robin Hood for fantasy sports. Their platform allows you to buy and sell shares in your favorite players just like real stocks. And this is a fair and exciting way to cash in on your knowledge of sports. And they just added baseball to the platform, so check it out today. Making money with Sports Trade is simple as player values rise and fall based on two factors. One, their statistical performance in each game as compared to their projected fantasy points in that game. The more points scored, the higher their value goes. Two, good old supply and demand, baby. The more demand a player has, the higher their value goes. When you're ready to buy shares, pick that penny stock in a rookie or with huge upside or grab a blue chip veteran. It's always a solid performer. Simply go to sportstrade.com, watch the How It Works video, and then sign up to get it started. Sign up today at sportstrade.com and discover the fun, exciting, and profitable new world of sports trading. This is truly the evolution of fantasy sports, and you will be a amazed. Don't sit on the sidelines any longer. Get in the game at sportstrade.com. Today's episode is also brought to you guys by betonline.ag. BetOnline is the fastest and easiest way to place a bet on all of your sports action. Baseball season is in full swing and you can track all of the action at BetOnline. This week has tons of action on the go. The NBA playoff race is heating up. The ice is getting cooler in the NHL. I'm not sure how that works. And, you know, baseball is always fun. Did you have John Means throwing a no-hitter? Because that was probably a really, really good prop bet to have. And you can get all of the news odds and info on all of your sporting needs, including Major League Baseball, the NBA, the NHL, and all of your UFC fight nights at Bet Online. Before the next pitch, head over to Bet Online on your laptop or mobile device and check out all of the great sporting news, sign up bonuses, and contest information. Don't sit on the sidelines anymore, as this is your last chance to get into the game as teams prep for their runs to the playoffs in the NBA and the NHL. Head on over to their website or use your mobile device to sign up today and receive a 50% welcome bonus on your first deposit when you use the promo code LOCKEDON. And that is why everybody says that BetOnline are your online sportsbook experts. 
Welcome back to the Locked On A's podcast. If you guys are enjoying the show, make sure to subscribe. Also, make sure to follow us on social media at Locked On A's on Twitter and Instagram. I'm at by Jason B on Twitter and in the locker room app. And if you have any questions for us, please send those to LockedOnAthletics at gmail.com. So I got this question before Cole Irvin's last start, but Scott asks, is Cole Irvin for real? Um, I should just point to Tuesday's start against the Blue Jays and uh, tap it a couple of times and be like, yep, but here we go. I, I wrote before the game, ooh, this is a good one, Scott. Uh, it's not a good question anymore. He's obviously for real. He's doing a great job. And just uh, but pulling you guys behind the curtain just real quick, I wrote all of this stuff before his start on Tuesday. I had planned to record it on Tuesday. I'm recording it on Wednesday instead. But uh, So the usage numbers are going to be a little bit different than uh, what I currently have, but here we go. Uh, the three main reasons that I think that he's having success right now are the three red marks that he has on baseball savant. He ranks 71st percentile in barrel rate, so he's avoiding barrels, which is always a good way to be an effective pitcher. He's also 78th percentile in chase rate, which may seem odd since he only throws 91, but as I've said a bunch of times, you can tell when he was on the podcast that he's a very cerebral pitcher. He's out there outthinking batters, which will lead to a high chase rate because they're not expecting what he is throwing. And in his start against the Rays, they were expecting him to use his changeup in big spots. He did the same thing against the Blue Jays. And when he's not using his changeup to get those whiffs, uh, he's using his fastball and that leads to the whiffs right there. He's just switching up his game plan a little bit, and that's what he does. He's always outthinking the opposition, and I think that he can keep doing that. And if he can keep his command going, which is the third reason that he's had success with a 93rd percentile walk rate, if he keeps pitching like he's pitching, he could be a solid number two or number three in the rotation. And I know that it sounds simple. If he keeps doing what he's doing, he should be fine. But it seems like he knows what he's doing, and it's not stuff. It's Thinking and execution. That's what he's doing right now. So as long as he keeps executing, I think that it'll be okay. And if the playoffs started today, I mentioned this in yesterday's podcast. If the playoffs started today, who would be your top three pitchers for the A's? Assuming everybody's healthy. Who are your top three? Think about that for one sec. And then I'm going to give you, here's the thing. Chris Bassett is probably in there. And then you probably have Sean Manaya because he's really, he's been really good. He got roughed up a little bit in his last start, but he was approaching a uh, sub three ERA before that final inning of work. So he's doing okay. And then you got Cole Irvin, who's just on a hot streak right now. He's got like a one and a half ERA over his last four starts. These are your three best pitchers right now. And I think that Cole Irvin has a little bit of that bold dog mentality that I keep mentioning with, uh, with Chris Bassett who got roughed up in the first inning against the blue Jays and then shut them down for the next six. So obviously based on results, these are the three best arms in the rotation right now. And I think that Cole Irvin can keep this up. So I think that I would add him to my current, my, my may playoff rotation right now. Uh, but Yes. The answer to your, your question, Scott, is yes. I think that he's for real. Uh, unless things change, I expect him to keep pitching fairly well. Maybe not, you know, a 1-5 ERA well, but I think that he could have like a 3-5. And for just trading him cash to go get him from the Phillies, yeah, I think that's a great addition to the A's roster right now. So I got one last question, and it comes from Tom, who asks, now that the minor league season is starting and Buddy Reed is playing again, when could he be in Oakland? And the Buddy Reed hype train is back. Uh, he was electric this spring. I 
There was no player that I liked watching more than him other than <laughs> probably Nick Turley, who is no longer with the team. I wanted to see Nick Turley because I got very excited about a, a hard-throwing, tall, lefty reliever. Uh, that's kind of my jam right there. Uh, but other than him, Buddy Reed, that was the guy. Um, and so he was electric. He was throwing guys out. He was stealing bases. He was hitting dingers. Uh, he was great. And even with those two homers, he still only hit 167 with a 200 on base percentage, which are pretty similar numbers to Elvis Andrews uh, and what he's getting roasted for right now by A's fans. So, I mean, I get the excitement, but I think that it's pretty clear that he still needs to prove himself with the bat just a little bit, which is what's been holding him back overall. He's been showing more power, which is nice. But once the aviator season starts up tonight, uh, I'm going to, I'm going to be looking at buddy Reed's stat lines all day. And I'll be, I'll tell you guys what buddy Reed is doing. Cause I want to see him as the fourth outfielder in Oakland. Uh, I mean, obviously that would, I don't know what you do with Seth Brown at that point, but uh, Buddy Reed, bring him on down. Um, I think that he'd be a really good addition as the club's fourth outfielder, but he's going to have to show that he can hit in Vegas. Greg Dykeman uh, and Luis Barrera are still technically above him on the depth chart since they have spots on the 40-man roster. I think that all five are Rule 5 eligible. I'm not positive, but I'm pretty sure that uh, whoever is not on the roster is Rule 5 eligible, and Buddy Reed one of them is probably going to get taken unless they all make it to the 40 man roster somehow. Uh, and you know, going a little bit, a step higher to Oakland, Seth Brown is also playing fairly well for the A's right now and adds a power bat on the bench for Bob Melvin's club. And if the front office decides that they want to go for speed and defense instead of power and, you know, a little bit of versatility because Seth Brown can play first, then Buddy Reed could become an option. But I think that we're going to have to see at least a couple of months of good hitting and maybe an injury before a spot opens up for Buddy Reed in Oakland. I would love to see him in Oakland tomorrow, but there are still a few factors working against him at the moment. Anyway, that is all that I got for you guys today. If you have a question about the A's that you want answered on air in the next mailbag episode, I'll be doing these a little bit more frequently than like once every couple of months. So uh, email us your questions to LockedOnAthletics at gmail.com. You can also DM them to us at LockedOnA's on Twitter. Uh, that's a nice way to keep them. Because If they're in my mentions, I, I will lose them because uh, my mentions be blown up, you guys. <laughs> but if you still need some more sports talk today, get all of the sports news you need in under 20 minutes with the Locked On Today podcast podcast. Host Peter Bukowski updates you on the latest news in every major sport with the help of our local experts. Still waiting for my call, Peter. Uh, follow the Locked On Today podcast on the Odyssey app or wherever you get podcasts. And so with that, stay indoors and celebrate good times, Oakland. Keep wearing those masks and I will talk at you tomorrow. Tomorrow.